0: I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and co owner of purepleasureshop.com. And I'm April, sex toy maven, VP of Hot
1: Octopus, and I've dedicated my life to the business of sex. We're two people with a passion for educating and inspiring shame free conversations about sex and relationships. Welcome Welcome to to the Shameless shameless Sex Revolution. Revolution.
0: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.
2: You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Well, hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Shameless Sex Podcast. Today, we're here to talk about daddy dynamics and dirty talk. Your voice sounds so sultry. Do you like when I talk like this
1: I thought that's just how your voice was. I'm now.
0: practicing my dirty talk. Oh no! Wait, what did Misha say? Oh, we We'd, could turn anything. Not
1: let we okay. can, <laughs> let's not spoiler alert it. This episode awesome. was so badass and yeah. fun. Yeah, and we awesome. really tapped into the uh, what he was teaching us and the offering that he
0: he's a genius. We we practiced some dirty talk on air, so you'll hear our our skills or lack thereof. But I think we're pretty skilled. I think he was. He seemed impressed. Yeah, he said we did a good job, so that matters. Thank you, Daddy. Right.
1: <laughs> and this also isn't just for people that own penises or have children at oh. all. It's for anyone, even if you're. Daddy
0: Dynamics is not about having children, by no. the way.
1: Well, no, but people could think yeah. that because yeah. they're like, I'm not a dad. I'm not listening to this no, podcast. Like, what well,
0: can I call you, Daddy? It's
1: not at all about having children. I don't have a fucking child, and I'm a daddy.
0: You got a fur child. I
1: got yeah, actually, he said furbing. you were a
0: daddy. Exactly. We all have a daddy inside and of you don't us. Need to and own we penis. all need a daddy oh yeah. I love him so much oh my god I'm going to listen to this episode all over again because it's so good so many wonderful messages we love Misha so stay tuned and uh, also at the end please stay tuned because as if you've you know, been listening regularly for the last month or so we've been playing trailers teasers teaslers from our podcast network of a different podcast sex positive podcast but as part of our pleasure podcast network that we absolutely love and this week's is with American sex podcast and we love San Sunny Megatron, who's been on our podcast before, um, when she had a
1: show on Showtime too for yeah, a while. She's awesome. She's incredible. Yeah. The first time I met Sunny was when I worked with Fun Factory in, I believe, 2013 in Chicago. She was living there at the time with her partner, and they took me to my first dungeon tour. <laughs> it wasn't being utilized; there was no one in the space, but that was the first time I'd ever actually been in a real dungeon that's and what it, it i want to do Chicago. every time i
0: meet new people I'm like, it was Show amazing me dungeon <laughs> now,
1: like my little young 20 year old self was
0: i bet you're so curious super like, hot face
1: i do What's no. this? and she's like don't touch that no
0: <laughs> do you want to go on this like, <laughs> cross what is that she's
1: like this is the medical fetish section i was like oh my god is that a speculum yeah my gynecologist has one it was awesome <laughs> she's just a badass she's so smart and incredible yeah. so is her partner ken
0: yeah. She's great. And, and um, yeah, she has an awesome book that's out, which you'll learn more if you follow her and listen to her podcast. So stay tuned at the end. Don't tune us out. Stick with us the whole time. That's my, that's not true talk, but okay. Uh, Salt Lake City! Who's in Salt Lake City? Oh my god, we're, we're coming in you. We
1: haven't been to Salt Lake City. I have not. You may no, have No, last gone. time I was there was with you. Yes, and we were supposed to do a workshop there in 2020 in April, and it, it was obviously not able to happen. And we had done workshop there, a workshop there before in 2019. It sold out. Yeah. And so we've been w- really working to bring the live events back and so we are bringing the live events back and we're coming in hot february 25th right before amy's birthday yeah her birthday's it's the like 27th.
0: part of my birthday celebration and we're teaching g spots p spots and backdoor 11 at one of our favorite boutiques the blue boutique they have multiple stores in salt lake city we're teaching at their sugar house location so this is basically a class on about Penetration, all kinds of penetration in your ass, in your pussy, yes, in your nostril. In your no, not that. We're not gonna do. (laughs) No, no, we're not gonna talk about nostrils. So again, like April said, Saturday, February twenty fifth. And if you would like to come and be with us live, you can sign up in Blue Boutique's Sugar House location in Salt Lake City. In person, yeah, to to attend the in person workshop. Although hopefully it's not sold out yet, so get there sooner than later. And I believe they're taking unlimited limited people for the online version on Facebook. You can go to Blue Boutique's Facebook to sign up for that.
1: only allow, because it's in the space, in the actual store, like which we've been in, limited. and it's yeah. limited. I think it, they're only taking maybe 30 people. Yeah. So I would say sign up, because we had, I think... Somewhere in the, in the neighborhood of 75 people sign up uh, when we sold out. And so that's why we're offering the live event, but in person is always better. Plus it's almost free because they're giving you uh, a gift card to shop shop afterward. And, uh, you can hang with us. There's refreshments and there's lots of like sexy lingerie, lots of fun Mm -hmm. toys and, Salt Lake City is awesome.
0: Some of our photos that we use in our social media is actually from Blue Boutique. That well, The owner actually the owner took, took did a the photo, photo shoot with us. Our,
1: yeah. our, our album cover, they call it an album cover. Yeah, that topless. was taken yeah. by uh the owner of Blue Boutique it's and our most photographer.
0: Like profound, widely used image that we gave <laughs> And
1: we decided that. And unfortunately, I decided on a nearly see through underwear for that shot.
0: Oh, and now everyone's going to zoom up
1: on huh? <laughs> it. Because I have a large so TV and when it comes Comes in, I'm like, God damn it, April! Why did I choose those it's particular just underwear? Like a
0: couple pubic hairs, yeah. And I'm like, Amy, do you think we can uh, maybe Photoshop, Photoshop that out? No, now everyone's going to say no. See, well, okay, listeners, if you <laughs> if you agree, um, write us or disagree. If you agree or disagree, give us a five star review on iTunes or Spotify yeah. and tell us why you like April's pubic hairs. No, so much. <laughs> I,
1: do, I I personally am not the biggest fan of that part. I love that shot, just not that particular bit of chonies that I chose to wear for that shot but I gave you the chonies that you had on didn't I no those are mine oh okay
0: yeah but you gave me all the other outfits so we wore (laughs) and I I didn't get to go home with them everyone I just wore them for a little bit and sweated on them
1: okay so ready for a sex question I have not read it, and I'm going to be just as surprised as everyone else.
0: All right. It's about sugar babies. So I got out of a relationship a year ago or so, and was I was not emotionally available to date, and I didn't want to be celibate, and also in need of some funds. So I found my way into sex work. Funds. I thought you said funds. Some fun and funds. Okay. But no, for some money. <laughs> so I found my way into sex work. I've been a sugar baby twice to married men, and I've gotten into kink play being a dom having men worship me and also have been a foot model for extra cash. Well, this led me to a sexual awakening, great sex, fun experiences. There's that fun and my, Newfound love for being an amateur Dom. I'm worried about what will happen when I date again. I don't have shame, but I also know that a lot of men probably won't take it very well. How can I share this time of my life with potential future partners without feeling like I'm going to be judged? P.S. I bought a few accessories from Pure Pleasure Shop with my earned funds. Hey, that's a good way to spend your money.
1: (laughs) First of all, we need to address in just in case someone isn't aware of what a sugar baby is. We need to address that. And if you don't know, there's websites and all sorts of things about sugar daddies and sugar babies. So sugar babies are typically someone that receives Things, whether they're items, material things, a lot of times they they are um, from someone that pays them to hang out with them. They could. It's not necessarily for sex. It can be for time. It can be for like escorting. Um, right. It can yeah. be for just uh, uh, emotional support. It can look a lot of different ways. So we don't know. Everybody's sugar baby experience is different, and we don't know what this person was. Sometimes they last for months. Sometimes they last for years. Sometimes it lasts for One hours. Night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it does.
0: It. You don't know. Yeah, and some people I think also do it just for um, the exchange of money, and some people do it just for the exchange of items, and some people get all of the above too. Right. So it's and they sugar everyone. mamas as well, by the way. Sugar daddies, mamas, babies. Yeah, yeah, babies, babies, babies. And so this- I have a sugar doggy. He really <laughs> gets all of my funds. Yeah, you're like you don't give him yours, but he gets yours. Yeah, he gets it real good. So um, yeah, so someone here is. Having the time of their life, they're actually really doing it in an empowered way um, and they're enjoying it and they don't have shame about it. But you're concerned about dating again. And that makes sense because, yeah, a lot of people have judgments because they either don't know what this lifestyle is like. They are not sex positive. They're not comfortable with the variations of sexuality or ways to make money. And they look at it as a threat to who you are or your relationship. Not everyone will think that, though. This is why my first tip would be date sex-positive people. Like, use things like the Field app or something to go find other sex-positive people if you're really that concerned about sharing this part of your life that you're really proud of. You know, Or like Reid Mihalko says, date your own species. This is not a thing about like race or religion. He's talking about people that have a like-minded way of thinking about the world. Whereas if you go and date people that are like, you know, I'm doing air quotes about vanilla. Cause I think the word vanilla was actually in here and I took it out, but people who are not, who are brand new or unfamiliar with sex work and think that, you know, it equals the dark side of prostitution. Or if you do that, then you must not love them or be available. Or you're always a liar, or cheater or whatever, all these bullshit things that people come up with. But in the sex positive community, like super sex positive community, you'll probably encounter less folks with heavy judgments. It's not perfect science, but.
1: No, I have two things. So from a devil's advocacy standpoint, (laughs) uh, I don't know. I would wait to share this part of yourself if I were you and you don't have to listen to me uh, because you might not know if someone's sex positive or not until you go on several uh, outings or have several different FaceTime sessions with them, whatever, if it's physical, I don't know if it's sexual, physical, like actual interactions. I don't know if you have to tell them your previous relationships. You can probably disclose that once you feel comfortable and a trust is built. Mm -hmm. Number two, I know that we in the, in the sex toy industry and Amy, I don't know if you can relate, but I remember when I was single, there is a, a sort of a stigma that comes along with being in any sort, I'm not a sex worker, which I have a deep respect for sex work. However, I'm not, I, I, I'm in the industry and the business of pleasure products and now a podcast that we've had for five plus years, Mm -hmm. almost six years now. Uh, So my thing is, though, there is a judgment that, that comes along with that no matter what. And you might love and adore someone in all of these ways and they might love and adore you back. And then you may drop a bomb on them for them that they're like, Oh, you are a sugar baby. Ew. And then you're like, fuck you. All right. If you don't like that. I'm moving on because if it's a good screening like, process. Oh my God, you are, you sell dildos and I'm like, yes. And if they're turned off by that or they give me some sort of, uh, I don't know. They push back where yeah. I feel that I'm being shamed by them. It's I mean, it's not a good fit. The conversation obviously. is I can introduce you to my parents because you sell sex toys. And I'm like, okay, uh, I love you in all these ways, but it looks like it's
0: not a right fit. Well, and especially if you're feeling proud of what you do, have done or what you do or or not ashamed and you're like this is a part of me or maybe you want it to be a part of you in the future or it currently still is then that in itself is a reason to i mean this is a good screening process so i agree with what you said april are you saying so not on the first date maybe not on the second date but the third date or maybe the second date or the end of the first date if you feel like there really is a match there
1: Okay. So if this person wants to continue with the sugar baby lifestyle on the side while trying to find a new partner, I would say you would need to disclose that pretty much up front. If this is something as part of their past, then I would say you could just, this is my own, this is what I would do. I would say you could disclose that when you're feeling comfortable enough to be like, yo, uh, by the way, I want you to know this. Like I was a sugar baby for a while, but if you're not participating, your past is your past, dude. It's not like something, if it's going to, if it's going to affect their health or well-being, you should disclose that right away. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I have an STI, or oh my god, I have this no thing. one says that right
0: off the bat in like first five right. minutes of a date. Hey, exactly. by the way, I have herpes.
1: Right. So Unless you, you really still wait till you're
0: comfortable right. to see if there's a match that it's even worthy of sharing, regardless if it's just the past or it's still present.
1: And then I think after I don't know if it's one dates, two dates, three dates. I I have no idea. It depends. However, I don't think it's something you need to put on your profile, your dating profile. I was a sugar baby because guess what? I'm not going to put what I do out there for people to know unless I really trust in what, and what I do is not even anything that I'm ashamed of. I'm just saying it's not anyone's business unless I fucking care about them.
0: Totally. And I have been on dating apps where I have put things like, uh, you know, podcaster or something and, and I specialize in the field of human sexuality. And I feel like I got less folks that were interested because it is intimidating and they, they, and regardless of how they feel about it, like, people create stories, right? very quickly and it's not really that personal but people people can do that so yeah i agree with april what you're saying about um kind of waiting to see how it all feels and if it's worthy of sharing because you might discover after a half an hour you're like oh my god i'm so glad i didn't share with them because i really don't ever want to see this person again i it's a waste of my time to have that conversation so i don't
1: think anyone should lie though if you get asked i i just don't yeah that's what's my question
0: like what if they're like what do you do for a living and so if you're not a sugar baby anymore then you could be like oh i do x y and z right but if they're like are you know, also like, well, what did you do in the past? What are your past? I mean, no one asked that. What are your past five careers? You know, but you know, if it was just in your past and they're saying, what do you do now? They said and they've you been don't... a
1: sugar baby twice to married men.
0: But if you're saying now, say, say you're not now like what? And they said, what do you do for a living? I don't think it's a lie to not share right away that you're a sugar baby, but you'll, if it, you, there's a match there, share sooner than later when you know that, because otherwise it will feel like you're misleading someone.
1: And I think that is the takeaway from, for me at least from not only the advice to be given but with the question that's being asked are you wanting to continue to be a sugar baby while you're openly dating and if that's the case all good then it may be a different disclosure piece if that's how especially if that's how you're going to make your income and because I, I really wouldn't want to lie to someone although when I'm on an airplane I tell people I'm a fucking accountant
0: yeah and there's people like, who also now on dating profiles who are you know 45 put that they're 41 because you change the age brackets for who you're interested in and just in, but like that's the same advice we've given like if you do that share when you feel like there's a match the truth and that might be fairly quickly um, because then so people and they might still be mad and that's up to them they can do feel however they want and the last thing I'll say is watch out for people who are initially not. Don't be on edge, but like for people who initially, are like, oh yeah, I'm super. That's cool. Super supportive of that what you did or what you're doing. In that, like, I would really look further or deeper, um, really inquire with them. Like, okay, if you feel comfortable with that, that's awesome. But it, it, you, are you going to feel comfortable with that if you like fall in love or we create a life together or we're together for a long time and I still do this, or I did this in the past and just knowing that and some of my stories come up about it. Like, are you comfortable with all of that? Because a lot of people will think, I think initially, especially if there's like a lust phase or something exciting, they might bypass their discomfort. Um, and it's not perfect science again because like later on they could be uncomfortable and they didn't didn't know they would so but I think you can maybe check in a little little further I know with us with what we do some people are really excited about it and it's really exciting initially and then you know a couple months later they're like I, they're intimidated by it and to me I'm like why didn't you have, you feel in with yourself before you know what we do or what I do so well and there anyways, could be things know, that come up well, yeah it, it, it is
1: important to know prevent everything that sugar babies there are. A lot of them that do not have sex or a lot of any physical connection. And if you do, awesome for you. That's t- your choice. Right. Yeah. It is. So that is something that you can, I, I think, set the boundaries with your future partner if you want to continue to be a sugar baby if you're like i'm not having sex with them i'm a sugar baby
0: who specialized in gangbangs and receiving diamonds do you still want to date yeah (laughs) or
1: i'm a sugar baby that likes louis vuitton Mm -hmm. and i just handhold are you okay with that i never go further than that
0: yeah or i was a sugar baby and i did x y and z and that's not where i'm at but it's a part of my life my story and i'm proud of it are you okay with that are you comfortable with that I think that we gave a lot of good feedback. Is anyone else thinking of the candy sugar babies when we talk about this? There's a candy called sugar baby. Oh my god, they were like little caramel balls. I, and there's a sugar daddy pop. I hate caramel, so <laughs> Oh sense. never mind. Is it
1: caramel or oh, caramel? I'm sorry,
0: caramel.
1: No, I have caramel. no idea. Caramel. Well, good, good question. That was thought provoking, at least on on my end. Okay, you ready for a bio? Yeah. Misha Byrick is a sexual integrity coach who guides people to live their lives in line with their values. He is the founder of Evolve.Men, where he coaches, teaches, and writes on gender and sexuality. He is an ICF certified coach with training in abuser counseling, facilitation, anti-racism, trauma, gender, consent, men's work, and sexuality. To learn more, visit
0: Evolve.Men. All right, everyone, is interview time and we are here with Misha, who we're calling Sir Misha today. <laughs>
2: Definitely dun dun, dun. Dun,
0: dun, dun dun Sir Misha <laughs> to the rescue to talk about daddy dynamics and dirty talk. I like all the D's in there because, you know, I, I like that. the D. And um and I also just love all these <laughs> topics. When we originally when we were emailing about this is like so we're talking like like daddy issues or like daddy role player. What we we talking about? So We'll all find out everyone we're talking about and there will be some tips and tricks for upping your dirty talk game. I heard there might be some fun exercises in April and I might be on Mm -hmm. the spot. So stay tuned. So super excited to have you here. And even though our listeners already heard a little bit about you in the intro, can you please tell us and our listeners how you got to where you are today in the field of sexuality?
2: Oh, thanks. It's such a joy to be here with you both. So I came about it. I mean, honestly, the short The really short answer is uh, the play party community of the Bay Area. Immense and really wide-ranging sex-positive world. I just got so much exposure to while after having moved back to the Bay Area, I lived in New Orleans and Kansas City and New York and Boston. But I grew up here. And when I moved back, this was the world that I was invited into and had never been friends with sex workers. I'd never encountered a lot like really intense lifestyle kink educators and i'd never experienced folsom. um i explored my full pansexual range after having moving back here so i credit san francisco honestly thank you (laughs) san francisco thank you san
1: francisco we love you (laughs) That's awesome. Wait, I was waiting for more. I was like, wait, thank you, San Francisco. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, I mean,
2: There's so much more. But uh, the short story is I was in the civic tech world. I was the partnerships director at a nonprofit called Code for America. And then Donald Trump got elected and I'd burned out and I went to the Southeast Asia, got in shape for the first time and came back to San Francisco. And then for the first time in my life, I was perceived as hot. Now I'd been cute <laughs> before. And I'd been, you know, at time on my better days, handsome in my life. But I'd never been hot before. And hotness was an incredible experience for me. Hotness was was new. And um, I was started to get invited into erotic photo shoots. I started getting uh, invited to do an erotic dinner series. Um, gay men paid a huge amount of attention to me. And women paid a lot of attention to me. People were inviting me into spaces that I had not been invited to before hotness occurred. And hotness was revelatory in that way. I was like, oh. Oh, this is, this is delightful. This is great. And it was problematic in so many ways, but like, yeah, so there was, there was, there was this, there was this element of it also that I got to explore my exhibitionist side, my performative side. I also, at that time, Me Too was hitting and I started hosting a series of workshops in my, um, in my apartment in the hate um, called Men Confronting the Patriarchy. A little on the nose, I know, but there was, it was, that was what we did. It was a three hour workshop where men confronted the patriarchy. It was very intense and deep and over a hundred men came through that workshop. And, um, I got a lot of encouragement to shift my life path to coaching. And that's when I got my certification started doing all my supplemental trainings in sexuality. And that's been putting me on the path that I'm on now.
0: I think hotness, yeah. (laughs) And in
1: conjunction with the, in conjunction with the episode's title and theme, can I call you daddy, (laughs) please? (laughs) Uh,
2: I I love I love that invitation, and you absolutely can, so long as I can call you daddy. (laughs) Uh,
1: I I I do allow you to say daddy or not, mommy. Please, I I'd rather be daddy. Yeah, such different energies. Such different energies. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: There's two rules of the daddy-verse. Okay, so there's, there's this thing called the daddy-verse. And the daddy-verse is um, a universe in which anybody can become a daddy. So the two rules are, rule number one, anyone can be a daddy. And rule number two, every daddy needs a daddy. Oh, like
1: okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is the daddy-verse.
2: This is the daddy verse. These are the rules of the daddy verse. Okay. And are those the so, only rules?
1: No, there's more. Okay. Nope.
2: Those are the only rules. Oh, that's those perfect. The,
1: so yep. what does it entail though? <laughs> what does it mean to be a daddy? What do I have to do if I want to be a daddy? And then if I'm looking for a daddy, but what first, what do I need to do if I want to be a daddy? Well,
2: I think you kind of already are, so long as you're willing to take on the moniker, you know? I mean, like, I really don't think that there's a litmus test or a necessary heuristic. I think it's basically about the energy. I mean, what what does daddy energy mean to you two when you think of a daddy? Like, what is it? What is what is conjured up?
1: Someone that makes me
0: feel safe. Oh, that's
1: Where
2: yes. I was going. Yes, go on. Yes, <laughs> I like yes. That. I mean, that's yeah. it. That's it.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, okay, else? good. No, um, like Amy? You're up. Oh, I'm up. Uh, I was thinking, like... Uh, I guess I could go with safety, but someone that's that's like s- like strong, like they're like that they, they yeah. got this. I guess that could be safety too, but like the, yeah, they got this. They got me. They, they I I'm yeah. There's something about that that feels really hot too. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: So like a like a provider, a protector, like a really strong masculine presence, like being willing to like occupy that role of like I've got you, mm-hmm. right? Someone who makes you feel safe. Like that those those are the essences of of what I, the way that I teach daddy energy is 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 to occupy those energies of like, mm-hmm. I've got you. And yeah. um, so it doesn't actually have to be anything explicitly kinky or certainly having to do with pedophile or incest, you know? It's like, it's about caring. It's about being mm-hmm. real, like, so what you were describing, I don't know your, your audience isn't like the hippie stuff too much, but like, it's what I would call the divine masculine. There's a deep presence of like, providing, protecting, caring, someone who's got it, who's on it, who's in charge, and who you want to be in charge. And that's kind of it. I mean, that's the essence of it. We can make it a lot more complicated and we can get into the details, but that's that's the essence of daddy energy. So
1: you don't need a beard. That's good to know.
2: It helps. Let's be honest. Okay, yeah, like, it yeah. helps. It helps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't You don't have to have a cock, too. You don't have, the, you no. have to have a cock. You don't have to have a beard. Like you said, anyone can be a daddy. So just come back to the No, that, Queen everyone, Misha
2: was one of the OG daddies.
0: Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Queen Misha would be. Oh, yeah. That's a she's she's a show birthday. before. Yeah. yeah, she's a good daddy. Yep. All right. What, when time. you say OG daddies, what does that mean?
2: I mean that the daddy verse was created as a collective art project for this um, secret ah. hotel party that a bunch of people in the Bay Area go to. that... Um, oh. we created an experience called the Daddyverse, and those are where we came up with the rules of the daddy
0: the daddy verse screw the metaverse i want to be part of the daddy verse that sounds but yeah. it could be a right? section
1: of the metaverse dedicated to the daddy verse though Ooh. just wait it's oh for happen. sure exactly. for sure so yeah.
2: I, have a, wait, I have a. everyone's so- really safe
0: yes yeah well it sounds like yeah, safety is <laughs> definitely it's, it's so good. not part of that one but it needs to be part of it <laughs> I'm I'm someone who likes to role play like a daddy little girl dynamic. And I actually am this person, but it's more of being like a naughty sub as opposed to a familial dynamic. I'm not like, will you be my dad or pretend like you're my parent? Like, is Totally. And you were saying this before. You're like, it's not, we're not necessarily talking about, um, you know, incest play. And so is this the same, like our, our, but can daddies also take on this role? Like April, like step parent porn, or at least you used to be turned on by, although you didn't want to really role play it. No, past. I don't want to role play it. There wasn't either this sometimes maybe in <laughs> totally. my brain, but yeah. But I think that confuses I mean, the, people. The, They're like, if you're if you're a daddy, are yeah. you taking on, are you a parent or like what is this? You're definitely not. Like it's
2: definitely an option, and some people do like to play in like a specific form of like you know, like you're describing familial play, and in the lifestyle dynamics, sometimes that is very much a both part of the theater as well as part of the reality. Sometimes, like, especially, I mean, daddy as a kink originated in the gay community, and it was very much like. Paying homage to the origins here um, very much a coping mechanism for real life scenarios in which young men didn't necessarily have a home and wanted an actual parent figure mm. so there's there's a lot of a beautiful history of, of actual caretaking in terms of like providing housing and financial support and, and mentorship in the um, historical origins of daddying um, a, a, as as more than just a kink that said no you don't have to pretend that it's your actual dad <laughs> yeah. at Thanks. no point do you have to do this <laughs> nor do you actually have to pretend that your little is somehow underage or in some way right there's there's an entire form of daddy energy or caregiving um kink that involves middles which are kind of like teenagers and that's like subversive but maybe a lot less so than like actually having like a six-year-old as part of your fantasy which is not mm-hmm. for a lot of people who play in this energy necessary at all mm-hmm. does that answer but, your question yeah
0: Totally. That's definitely helpful. So, so it can be a part of it, but it's not, we're not necessarily speaking of that, that. That's always a part of it. And it, like I said, I speaking think for of myself, people, I never
2: play like that. Like yeah. at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this, this, the energy for me when I play in, in daddy energy has a lot to do with wanting to be fully in control, but also fully adoring, mm-hmm. fully giving, fully, like fully attuned. And, and at least the way that I play with it in no way sadistic in no way deriving pleasure from like taking power over you. It's like my pleasure comes from you knowing that like I'm your number one fan. I'm your coach. I know best, you know, but I'm here for your growth and your support. It's a very specific type of energy. It's really not about at least for me, masochism or sadism at all.
1: That's why everybody can be a daddy and why everybody, every daddy needs a daddy. Right. And I love that it doesn't matter if you're even super feminine and, or mm-hmm. you could still embrace your inner daddy. Uh, have you ever seen that show that it's on HBO and it's called Legendary? And it no. has all of the houses. <laughs> so it's, it's it's like, it's about, have you ever seen the show Pose where all the drag? Yes. Oh, yeah. So it's, oh my it's God, yes. basically a competition where they're taking the, what Pose does as a, as a show, but it's a competition and they have these amazing, but they talk about the houses. Oh, yeah. There's House of Revlon House and they do these incredible dances in these costumes and they Vogue and, they, and it, yep. they always have a house daddy. And it just reminded me of that because it did come from the streets where people needed a house daddy yeah. and there's a house mommy a lot of times too. but um, you have to watch that show. Anybody out there, it is fucking totally. brilliant. And it, you you uh, reminded me of that. I was like I need to watch that. It's like I love next-
2: that I remind you of that because I spent yeah. a lot of time in the Bay Area's um, house and ballroom scene. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've walked some of the Vogue balls here in the Bay Area.
1: That's what it um, is. It's you would love the show. Legendary.
2: I, I, I legendary. I watched Pose. Pose made me cry. Pose oh, my God. Me beautiful. too. I love
1: um, Pose. You guys but, would love Legendary, then. But
2: yeah, yeah. And, and I've met some house fathers. This and is how you it's clap like a drag beautiful. queen.
1: Okay. Just uh, <laughs> put no, those, uh, no. the thumb no, touching no. the oh, thumb there finger. There we go. No. queen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, moving on to the next question that was just sure. okay. a okay brilliant
2: brilliant <laughs> vogue tangent Yeah, okay.
1: uh so what if someone who identifies as a daddy but they don't know how to embody a daddy nisms i'm gonna make up daddy words now <laughs> uh, they don't know how to really get in there and and embody a daddy and what are the tips like, for stepping into this role how how can how mm-hmm. can they do this
2: i think one of the one of the things that i invite people to do in my workshops is imagine some of their most comforting and secure archetypes or heroes or role models and imagine how it feels to be around them, you know? So I'll give you a good example. So the kind of daddy energy that I am uh, I think about when I think about daddy energy is, I think, Odin not Thor from the, from the Marvel movies. Okay. Thor doesn't have daddy energy. Thor is like too youthful. He's kind of exuberant. He's not dependable. He's going to go fly off and have like, you know, like that's not reliable, right? You want daddy energy to be really reliable. Um, Captain America is an amazing form of like really strong, dependable masculine presence. And he takes, he d- he takes a lot of care for people and will sacrifice himself for that. Right. Um, Iron Man is a different kind of daddy. Like, but not as dependable, right? Like you, you might, you might feel thrilled by by sleeping with Tony Stark, but maybe not
1: <laughs> safe, right? Yeah,
2: different energies. That's kind so of how Batman I like to, is, and yeah. Bruce
1: Wayne too. That's similar mm-hmm. because they're hiding behind Bat their, Daddy, yeah, Bat, Bat Daddy. daddy.
0: <laughs> maybe my Bat Daddy. I love all the the comic uh, references. <laughs> trying yeah. to think of like uh, cartoons, like you know, in the Disney world, mm-hmm. like who's the Disney Daddy? <laughs>
1: Um, uh, Ariel's the dad. dad. In the no, the uh, the Poseidon. Is he Poseidon?
2: Poseidon. A- A- yeah. A- Ariel. Big time. not Ariel. Yeah. Yes, daddy. daddy.
1: Yeah. yeah Triton, daddy. daddy. Yeah.
2: Mufasa. Yes, yeah. for sure. This fun
1: they're they're fathers,
2: but they're also right, so like Mufasa is a great example because he's daddying his whole kingdom right mm. and and he doesn't have that element of of leadership that's that's fickle or egotistical like you can you can feel safe giving him control right He's like the epitome of that in Disney fashion very very like cleanly that you know.
0: So is um, daddy like when you're embodying your ultimate daddiness? this is something you can step in and out of. It's a role you can take on and then take off in other areas of the world.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, I think it's pretty important that, you know, I be in at least for me, that I be in flow with the people around me who have not all consented universally <laughs> to me daddying them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and and there's <laughs> there is this there is this wonderful energy that when I you know I host a lot of events in my home that like I really enjoy s- settling into that energy when I am called to when and and when it's clear that the people around me are essentially consenting to give me that energy when it's like Misha's going to hold the space and make sure everybody's safe that's an energy that I really love being um 41 now and not being an actual father I've actually found myself really embracing more and more as I get older, the desire to embody this caring, nurturing, providing energy without
0: actual dependence. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> It's a little bit easier that way, huh? Smart, smart tactic. We did not <laughs> need yeah, no diapers. Yeah, we did that over here. We just have dogs, so we're we're totally we're we're dog daddies. Yeah. Oh, we're dog daddies. Uh, okay, so yeah. I, have no, I have another question. So, what if I'm someone who wants a daddy and I don't have a daddy? Where do I go and find one? Or what if I have a partner who is that I don't mm-hmm. feel like is embodying daddy energy? I'm kind of craving that. Um, how can I encourage them as a partner to maybe step into that role without being like, "Why aren't you my daddy"? So the two part question.
2: <laughs> totally. I have a tantrum. <laughs> I think what, I think what one of the things that's really um, challenging about daddy energy, and I'll just speak in heterosexual like sex dynamics right now, just for now is that it's almost considered politically correct to take that much control. If you're in a male body, it's like to re I mean, I don't, I'm not just talking about like getting on top, right? I'm talking about literally embodying the thing where, you know, and you're telling her, how wet her pussy should be before you enter her. Like it's, it it can be that much control and that much like, no, I know what's best. And that's a lot, you know, and it's definitely not politically correct necessarily. (laughs) Like, so you, I think, I think a lot of daddies, a lot of men are daddies just in waiting and all they need is the invitation to really, you know, to be like, "I, I want you to take that much control. I want you to, you know, to, to tell me what to do with my body. I want you to um, play with me the way you want to play with me. I want to please you and I want to know that I'm completely safe with you and that you'll, and that you'll never do anything that will hurt me. Mm -hmm. And like, that's Mm -hmm. the way that I, I mean, not everybody plays in the daddy energy the same way. Some people add more sadism to it, but like I love playing in that energy where it's like, this is not like a rough hair pulling. Let me just like, you know, take your ponytail and have my way with you type of vibe. This is about like, you know, you're sucking me so well, sweetie. You're taking my mm-hmm. cock in your mouth in just the way I like it. That's perfect. Open up a little wider. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hot. It's a different type of vibe than like dommy energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, yeah, so I think you just it- need to invite that.
0: Yeah. That's one of my, <laughs> like, my questions. Like, <laughs> the distinction between like a dom, the adami energy or dominance. And and so you can be a daddy who isn't necessarily taking on this dominant submissive role or a type of dynamic with someone is what I'm hearing mm-hmm. you say. Correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, And I
2: think honestly, I mean, like there's so much, I mean, a lot of like pe- people who are like real into like S and M lifestyle will like disagree here, but like, I think there's so much, there's so much nurturance in a really good daddy dynamic. There's so much nurturance where even if there's hard sex, even if it's, you know, pressing up against a wall, like intense fucking, there's so much nurturance and adoration happening where like the little is absolutely devoted to pleasing daddy and daddy is absolutely devoted to just being little's number one fan and, and, and biggest protector. And like knowing like nothing will hurt you. Like you're exactly where you need to be. And those kinds of reassurances and like loving affirmations to me are like such an critical element of this dynamic and what make it so so juicy, honestly. Um, because I actually like this, I, I think it's really sexy to juxtapose like really sweet, juicy caring affirmations with really dirty sex shit
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well and that brings us <laughs> to the dirty section let's talk about that so how does the dirty section also known as dirty talk come into the mix with daddy dynamics you kind of already talked about that a little bit and you gave us an example there with like one thing you were saying there was like oh you know you're saying talking about you're sucking my cock so good sweetie sweetie to me isn't like yeah something a, a dirty thing talk thing but then you yeah, went to like right but like open your mouth wider i'm like okay that's hot so <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so how does it mm-hmm. all fit in together
2: I mean one of the things I love about daddy dynamics is that in so many ways the it only comes out with words. It's really hard to like embody it unless you're using words in some way, like the most basic being call me daddy, right? And then, you know, you can agree what kind of uh names that your your little wants like sweetheart or right? darling, you know, really like like sweet but also a little bit diminutive that can like help someone put themselves into and we haven't really talked about this different levels of regression and like how deep into your inner child you want to be going here. But like, anyway, oh boy, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of things that people get maybe not wrong. I don't think there's a right and wrong, but I think maybe intimidate themselves out of doing dirty talk is thinking that it has to be this kind of like, you'd like it, don't you? Or <laughs> some like weirdness like that. Like, or some like, or it has to be explicitly like really, really like, fuck me. Like, uh, like, uh, it's gotta be like, intense all the way like one of the things i like to invite people to do if they're new to dirty talk is simply to practice um sensual exhales
0: mm.
2: you know practice an, a verbalization of pleasure um in a way that you're actually communicating more with your partner um even just like get used to the idea of using your voice even without words to communicate with your partner which i think a lot of us already do anyway Allowing that moan to not just be an authentic moan of like oh you've made me moan, but like actually to make that moan a communication.
0: Mm-hmm. Sounds like um, intentional moaning or something. Uh, it's intentional <laughs> or moaning. It,
1: well, you're just using it as as an ex- form of expression, as almost uh, I don't I would think of it as. No, it's it's dirty but it doesn't have to feel dirty that's how I sometimes i feel when i'm oming at a yoga class i'm like yeah i can feel my pussy
2: as i ome in that yoga class yeah. Right yeah. hell yeah so let's let's practice it um we're gonna practice our central exhales
0: all right okay? here we go so,
2: yeah feel it from your belly you know
1: guide us daddy thanks daddy
2: okay so we're gonna we're gonna take a deep breath in and then on the out breath we're just going to allow our breath to leave our body in as sensual a way as possible. Don't overthink it, but make sure that we can hear it.
0: Sound good? Yes, I was holding my breath. Okay, okay, yes, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. deep, d- deep breath in. Okay. <sighs> um, mm,
2: good. This time, a little bit more sexy. Just like see if you can actually ramp up what I call authentic performance. Actually, make it something where it's meant for an audience.
0: All right, here we go. Deep breath in. Ah, ah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So face after is a, a red few now, of those, you, right? there's there's more there's more where that came from, right? So the an, another great technique with dirty talk is to simply be saying what's already happening and saying it out loud and then saying yes or some version of yes afterwards. So if they're nibbling on your earlobe, be like, yes, I love it when you nibble on my earlobe. Yes. (laughs) Right. But putting that in your your sensual voice, right? So you don't actually have to make shit up. You can just say whatever's happening. Say, I love it that you're doing that. I love when you do this. I love the way you're doing this. Um, A big, big, big piece of sexual talk. Or of words in sex that's overlooked is affirmations. I love that you're doing this. I love how that feels. This feels fabulous. Just affirming what's already happening is an incredibly great way to get into dirty talk. Like, this all feels fabulous, but like, I'm gonna take the time to say it. So let's, let's, right? So the other thing to do with dirty talk is accessing what I like to call the sensual voice. <laughs> And that can look a lot different. It can look like high pitched or coquettish or dominant or daddy like or sultry. Right. But you can access different kinds of voices. You can be like, yeah, or like, yeah, right. Like you can actually, there's all this kind of performance, right? This is all vaguely, there's a performative element here that you're, that I think it's important to kind of lean into a little bit. You're creating, you're getting creative. Mm -hmm. So you can say a sentence like "It feels so good when you rub my inner thighs" in your normal con- conversational voice, or you can say it in your sensual voice. You want to try?
1: Yeah. Go April, uh, go. Okay. <laughs> you want me to rub your inner thighs? No. We'll,
2: we'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it at the same time. We'll do it oh, at the, all same all the same time. So no No so one's on the, No one's my, on the spot.
0: It feels so. Sorry, we're saying it feels so. It feels good. so
2: good when you rub my inner thighs. Okay,
0: got it. Can you write that down? I'm just it feels kidding. So good when <laughs> you rub my inner thighs. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna fuck it up. Okay. It feels so good when you <laughs> rub right. my inner thighs.
2: So the goal is to just say it sensually. All okay. Right. We'll all do it together. Ready? One, two, three. It feels,
1: it feels so, so, good. Good so good when you, when you rub my, my inner thighs.
2: thighs. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> okay 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 we're gonna do it one more time and this will uh-huh. be the last exercise i promise but All we're right. gonna do it one more time but just ramp up the sexy okay yeah
0: okay <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> let's do it
2: All right three two one Feels, feels, feels so good, good, good when you rub my, my inner thighs, thighs.
0: <laughs> It reminds me of like when we listen to the Dipsy. Give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. Come
2: on, give yourself a round of applause.
0: And well, and the, so have you heard the Dipsy app before? Um, it's an audio. Awesome, and I'll play it. Amazing. I'll play it sometimes in April when I were working, and she's like trying to work, and I'm playing, and it's highly distracting. And they speak oh. very slowly, and there are often yeah. talking about like what you're talking about here, right here, like you know, my hand is here. I love with your hand caressing, and now it's making its way down to my pussy. But they're speaking really slowly and sultry, and uh, yeah. And and then there's the accents. Oh my God, the accents. Uh, oh. <laughs> they sound
1: real. They yeah. sound legit. That would be a good way. So this is a good I think time to ask
2: Dipsy's amazing. Dipsy so good. is
1: amazing. It's, so, you Sorry, are, it's just so good. Yeah. It is. I, right. We love them so much. Uh, so if you're <laughs> Sorry, shy, ahead, you're super shy because some folks are. These are great mm-hmm. tips for if you're shy. If sh- sh- Are there other things they can do if, if they're not comfortable even approaching this because they feel uncomfortable they're just like i don't know if i'm ready to to change my voices should they practice how what other tips do you have for because these are great tips but okay so i have so many tips i love tips i love tips Okay. okay
2: so um one tip is we've done affirmations we've done moans and sexual exhales we've done um sensual voice uh invitations So I want you to lick my earlobes. I want you to do like, so Whatever, so literally whatever you want them to do is dirty talk. If you just say it in your sensual voice, (laughs) it becomes not dirty talk when you're like, um, would you lick my ears? That's not dirty talk really. Right. But I really want you to lick my earlobes right now becomes dirty talk. So what makes it dirty talk is honestly like a big, is a big part of like the energy that you're bringing to your words. So you don't actually have to overthink this. You can just practice with the instructions and then kind of make them a little bit more sultry as you go. There's and it could be any
1: phrase then, right? Well, ah, we're going to yeah. get into phrases, but it could be, can you rub the dish soap all over the dishes yeah. right now? Yes.
2: I'm so glad okay. you named that. No, I'm so glad okay, you named good. that because that's such a good, that's another good tip is just to practice your sultry voice, sensual voice, not in the bedroom, right? Uh, not trying to do anything sexual explicitly. Um, so just make it a game, make it, something that you do over dinner just pass the salt i really need (laughs) your salt so much like all over my meat
0: oh (laughs) Oh, (laughs) i love that or or even if you want to insult the food like april would say to me like Amy, you really undersalted the food. You need to bring it back <laughs> to the kitchen and make it all over this again.
1: This could be really fun, like a fun game to do all day long. I
0: like this. Can we do yeah. a whole episode with this?
1: <laughs> Except if I'm working totally. by totally. accident in a meeting and all of a sudden a customer's like, whoa, whoa, what's happening? I'll make like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoops. That it's was
2: like a method
0: method acting. It's a practice so of the mine. Role? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: Become the role. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, Another great one. And listen, I mean, I know this might be like opening up a whole other kind of words. Is after COVID hit, I taught a whole bunch of phone sex workshops. Like phone sex is a whole other animal, but it's certainly related to dirty talk, like losing your words, um, but like to really craft entire scenes or entire worlds. So I've actually known a number of couples that have gotten into dirty talk through phone sex. The one of the one of the partners traveled all the time, they wanted to remain connected. And they got into phone sucks as a way of staying connected. And then they brought that back into their sex life when they got back home.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And now we yeah. have like FaceTime sex and like, you oh, know, like yeah. Zoom sex, like all the guys. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I started
2: a yeah. whole What's organization that? just to do virtual sex parties during COVID. I had a 500 member organization just wow. doing that. And we I threw so huge I, immersive I wish, experiences. Oh, did you? Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, was it with, right. the, with bonobo network?
2: No, no. Or no, you no. in oh, okay, a separate Okay. I went to one
0: of bonobo networks. Oh, okay. We, it, we, was we hot. Did, like, it was so we did, hot. Yeah,
2: right. Like yeah. we we did we yeah, did was, like immer- you can do things where like you're in a group of people and everybody's touching themselves on Zoom, but then you're in another person on a separate phone call. You're in one person's ear, so you're telling them what to do to their body so that everybody else can see them and they know everybody else can see them but they can't hear the voice in their ear but they can only hear that person's moans. So everybody can hear their moans but not your voice in their ear telling them what to do. Oh, There's Whoa. so many different ways to use virtual sex especially as a group to do really cool yeah.
0: sexy stuff. Oh, we are so yeah. advanced in the fun things that we can <laughs> do. Because back in the day, the phone sex operator was just, you know, a landline. One line. One, one, one 900 nine hundred or right. <laughs> yes. and, and
2: really one way, right? And that's the other thing I wanted to say for all the shy people out there. Like, it does not have to be mutual. Like, I know a number of partners where like, The the man is much more comfortable using his words and telling the woman how he's turning her on or telling the woman what he's doing or using his words much more in sex or in the phone. And all she kind of has to do is say, yes, like I'm enjoying this or like give a moan here and there. And like, great, like that works. It doesn't have to be equal. There's no right way to do it. There's a lot of different ways it can look, and sometimes it's like, actually, it would really turn me on for ha- to have you dirty talk in my ear, and I'm not really ready to do that to you yet, but I really want you to do it to me. That's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's a lot of good info here. I want you to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're more
0: from you time for a quick break to talk about our hands down favorite lube who also happens to be a sponsor Uberlube. Uberlube is luxurious silicone lubricant that enhances intimacy and i actually want it all over my body y'all i'm not joking it's long lasting and it leaves my skin feeling really velvety almost silky and has no flavor or scent and april i've heard you say this great for oral sex that's right, mm-hmm. and they happen to have thousands of doctors and therapists in the U.S. alone recommending Uberlube to their patients for various reasons, including it feels amazing on the skin, it's highly body friendly, it's less likely to change the pH, and that vitamin E leaves the skin feeling nice and moisturized.
1: Uberlube is not just for sex; it's for massage. You can use it for your hair frizzies, for buffing up your tattoos, and it even prevents chafing. It comes in this gorgeous glass bottle that I love. So the aesthetics are beautiful. It has this easy pump top. You're going to love it. It looks more like a cosmetic, so you can leave it shamelessly on your nightstand. Just go to uberlube.com and use discount code shameless to get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com
0: right now with code shameless for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast is also brought to you by omgs.com. I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years now, and it's completely changed their lives, including that of my own. OMGS utilizes scientific research of real vulvas, showing techniques to pleasure the pussy. And then they turn the research into tasteful, educational, short videos, animated modules, and infographics. And here's the thing. OMGS is for anyone who wants to learn about vulva pleasure or take it to the next level. Hey, Volvo owners, want to transform your own orgasms from good to out of this world? Or vulva admirers want to up your pussy pleasure skills? Well, you gotta check OMGS out now.
1: OMGS studied more than 20,000 people of all ages from 18 to 95. There are three seasons, this is not a subscription service, and you don't need to download anything. There's external pleasure, internal pleasure, and a season all about sex toys. Your purchase helps fund more research and it's an incredible gift. Go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Again, that's omgs.com slash shameless to receive 10% off unlimited access towards enhancing your pleasure power.
0: Well, and i that's a good example what you said, because a lot of people have and the question April asked is uh, we receive received a lot of emails from listeners. It's really can be really scary. And especially if a partner's kind of yeah. pushing you to to do this. And there's I, I'm assuming it's there's totally. a way to not be super forceful. And I don't know. Did we talk about that? How how we can maybe ask our partner for more of this in a loving way that doesn't make them feel like, oh, my God, I'm on the spot and being really pushed to be something that I'm not like I've had that happen with partners in the past. They're like, I want you to, to mm-hmm. do more like role play and like, put on a nice school girl outfit and take on this role, ah. but, but and, and I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm a terrible <laughs> actor, actress or acting human. Um, and, but, but I have discovered ways to, to tap into that, but I had to do my own version of that and not something that they wanted me to be. So do you have any tips on that one?
2: Yeah. I honestly, I think that anytime it's one partner telling a partner, like, I want you to do a thing. You're kind of, you're kind of off on the wrong foot already. I mean, it's good to voice your desire, But the more that you can approach something, especially something as as challenging, demanding as role play in a collaborative sense of being like, right. So instead of being like, I want you to be a cowboy, right. And I'll be the cowgirl. It's better to be like, how, like, what, what do you think about like co-creating a cowboy scene? And it's like, yeah. So like, I could be the cowboy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be the cowboy and I'll be the like, oh, what do you think? If I be like, maybe I'm your, maybe I'm your girlfriend or no, actually, I think you should be like my wife and I'm coming home from a long journey or whatever, you know? So there's a collaborative element where we're both co-creating. And I like, especially with roleplay, I like to co-create the story before we play. So we can both kind of like access parts of the story that we both co-created beforehand. Um, and then there's less pressure on like coming up with storyline extemporaneously while also trying to be sexy. It's kind of a tall order. Um all at once. The other thing is like honestly, like I, I don't know. Like I really don't recommend starting dirty talk or phone sex with role play. I really general generally recommend starting with like a lot of affirmations, a lot of sensual exhales, a lot of moans, and getting into the body with the breath. Like just using the breath like start articulating your your turn on with your voice and not making it more complicated than that. And then moving slowly into things like affirmations. I love it when you do that, please do more of this to me, but just in a sultry voice. So more instructions, invitations, and affirmations, but in a sultry voice. Um, then like eventually you can get into a thing with phone sex, for instance, where you are, sit- you're creating whole scenes and it's like you're narrating an erotic novel Right. And you can say, and now I'm pushing you up against the wall of the alley and I'm hiking your skirt up around your hips. You can actually narrate the entire thing. So it's a fantasy that you're both creating. You know, really, really advanced things, and you should only do this with consent, involve using your words to tell the other partner what they're experiencing or what they're thinking or what they're feeling which is really edgy (laughs) and a lot of people get triggered by it, but it can be really hot too.
1: You could also, if you're running out of creative material or you can't think of any on the spot, you could just read erotica, like not to bring it back to Dipsy again, but they do have, you could read the erotica or you could, if you're trying to get in the, the flow of what it feels like, you can listen to a few of those audible versions. And then you can actually read them as well to your partner. Because I know sometimes Mm -hmm. if you, if you're busy or you're, you work really hard and your brain isn't uh, performing at its optimal level, it's easier to read. And then you can try the voices out and really work with, Mm -hmm. with that. That would be, that would be something that I think I would be better at than thinking of my own script. I would get nervous. And then I would probably shut down and be like, you know what? I can't do this right now. I got to go to the bathroom. (laughs)
2: I so appreciate that you named that totally. I think that's a really good point.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, she's okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did a good job, April. That was good. Yeah, good. That's what she she loves here. And then she did a good job. So, oh, can we say anything nice... April, you did such a good job. So good, April. Oh, thanks, daddies.
1: (laughs) And you can have multiple daddies at once, right? Uh, All at one time. I can have like 15 Mm -hmm. daddies. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
0: The Daddyverse. Absolutely. There's a lot of daddies in the Daddyverse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, this is really, the Daddyverse.
2: Welcome to the da- welcome to the Daddyverse.
0: <laughs> yeah, finally. I'm so the water's glad we're here. Warm. Yes, I am. The Water's warm.
1: Something so <laughs> comforting about that. So, so, Misha, tell us more about Beyond Consent and your upcoming offerings as well. What do these look like?
2: I thank you. Uh, so. Okay. One thing about dirty talk and getting into all these juicy things and daddies is that you've got to really, really know how to stay in integrity. And especially if you're assuming the role of someone's daddy, that's a massive responsibility. If I'm taking you on an erotic journey with dirty talk, like that is a big responsibility. There's so many ways that you can fuck it up. And so a big part of what I'm teaching in Beyond Consent is the idea of sexual integrity. So Beyond Consent is a two-month immersive course experience with 50 people. You know, It's taught with three assistants. It's a really well-held online container. And it's taught in partnership, or it's run in partnership with the Bonobo Network, which is the Bay Area's premier sex-positive community organization. And the idea of going Beyond Consent means not using consensual interactions as the floor or as the ceiling for what you're looking for in sex, like a successful sexual interaction is not something that's simply consensual. Right. God help us. If the best thing we can say about the sex we're having is that it's consensual. (laughs) Right. So given that, not just that we want sex to be better than just consensual, but we want set, but like sex that's consensual can still be harmful. And I want to like, just right. We need to go beyond consent. And that means staying deeply in our integrity and having a a, a proper accountability practice. If we're especially if we're going to do risky shit like kink or dirty talk, and I'm I've been shocked by how many people in the sexual arena, people with lots of experience as well as sometimes even people teaching this stuff, don't really have an integrity and accountability practice for themselves. And. So when they fuck up, they get defensive, they minimize, they evade, they, you know, you know, try try to try to silence the people accusing them. Like it's really ugly. And this happens all over the world. And this happens both in leadership circles, but also just individually. I mean, how many, how many times have you been out on a date with someone or done something a little awkward and you're like, I don't really trust this guy to take this feedback well, so I'm just not going to give it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm.
2: So um, that's the, that was the origin of beyond consent and, um, that said, it's been taken by people of all races and genders and ages. Um, my last class had people in their twenties up until their sixties. And it's incredible how much an awareness of our own sexual integrity plays out in not just consent interactions, but in our day-to-day interactions, how we make people make ourselves safe to say no to, um, at work or in life or with our, with our loved ones or partners our spouses our families, um, a really powerful, uh, practice for doing repair and apologies a really powerful understanding of power itself and how power overlaps with consent and sex and how it can be sexy to like think about power dynamics that we've been talking about like daddy and littles but also really really um, hard to navigate unequal power dynamics in a way that feels good to both parties if they're not named and if both parties aren't really aware of them so that's the stuff that we deal with integrity accountability power um, repair all the kind of less fun, sexy stuff that makes all the fun, sexy stuff possible.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like something that would be really helpful to um to learn about before you go if you're brand new to role play daddy stuff stuff, like go do all this stuff first go talk with and that's you know sometimes we have to go through all those pieces or actually i think most of us probably should at some point before we get to the fun sexy stuff this applies to most things with sex it's like i want to learn x y and z about how to spice up my sex life okay but have you learned to talk about sex to start yeah yeah Um, exactly have you learned to
2: own your yes and own your no, like and boundaries and all these
0: things that are really important So when, when is this, um, so this is going out, this episode, early February of 2023. Uh, when is this, uh, workshop or kind of work? The course runs from
2: March, the course runs from March 14th to May 2nd on Tuesday evenings, Pacific time, 630 to 830. Um, you can find everything at beyondconsent.love. Um, and you can ask me any questions, um, just name drop Amy and April and I will totally respond. I'm just kidding. Have to right. You can just email me directly, um, from the website. And, and, uh, yeah, I invite, like I've had a lot of married couples take this course. I've also had, um, single people. Uh, so it's, it's for people who really want to level up the way that they relate. And mm-hmm. the, other, the the, the, kind of, the thing I'll just name is that thinking about the stuff that we're going to talk about in this course is what often gives people the confidence to take more sexy risks like, you know, you're asking like one of the reasons that men are maybe hesitant to take on daddy roles. is like, we don't know what to do if we fuck it up a little bit. Like it's hard. It's scary. I don't want to do something that might hurt you. If I know how to like hold my integrity. And if I know that if I fuck up, I know how to fix it and make it better. That'll give me a lot more freedom to take risks Mm -hmm. with you.
1: So are, do you have other offerings beside the Beyond Consent courses? And if so, how can totally. people find you and work with you, Misha, and uh, come to your virtual sex? Do you still have the virtual sex party <laughs> happening? Uh,
2: I'm not running For Love anymore, which is the name of the organization okay. I founded. However, um, the team of badass women that are running it are going to be throwing more virtual sex parties. So check out forloveparties.com and sign up for their mailing list so that you can find out about those. And... Um, you can also enroll at Bonobo Network if you're interested in being, exploring your sexuality in community, which I highly, highly, highly recommend. So that's bonobonetwork.com. To find out about working with me as a coach, um, which I work with people, um, but primarily I work with male leaders, um, especially leaders who have a lot of responsibility and have a lot of opportunity and really want to step into a higher level of integrity and accountability, specifically around sex. So yeah,
1: Joe Biden just took your course. Right. <laughs> oh,
2: I wish, you know, um, But I have had Excellent. a number of major um, like of, of CEOs, like billion dollar CEOs, major nonprofit executive directors, as well as sexual um, leaders and teachers, instructors, university professors who just know that they're like, wow, I'm, I'm surrounded by a lot of temptation and I want to really make sure that I'm in integrity or I've fucked up in some way and I want to make sure that I repair in a way that's really in alignment or I've been called out in some way and I really want to make sure that I'm acting in integrity moving forward. Mm -hmm. So those are a big kind of portion of my clients. I also just work with men who want to be better at all the stuff that I've been describing today. And so you can find out more at evolve.men.
1: Evolved.men. okay, Misha, you're wonderful. We love you, Daddy. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> oh,
2: that did feel good. <laughs>
1: uh, we you loved- both
2: did so good oh, today. Thank you. I'm we so proud didn't know what of you to both.
1: expect. That was amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to use some of these things, um, and I'm going to practice them first. But I'm going to use some of them today after we finish um, speaking to you. And I'm going to start. That practice by talking to all of you sexy, shameless sex revolutionaries. <laughs> go ahead and rate us right now. Get those big or little fingers. <laughs> Scroll down and give us five stars, okay? Thanks, daddies.
0: On, on Spotify and iTunes. And on <laughs> iTunes.
1: And, and if you don't, don't go anywhere speak. because daddy Amy over here. Ooh. Has something to share with you because we have a teaser for you, right? Oh, I love After the show. Oh yeah. No, but we really do for we real. Really do, yeah. So listen up. So okay. uh, now I'm gonna be a strong daddy. Listen up. Was that a good one?
0: That was you sound like you're from the East Coast, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's my East Coast daddy. Yeah, East Coast, perfect. I like it. That's hot. Um, yeah. So like April said, listen up, because <laughs> we have what we're calling a teaser, a sizzle, a teasla. Um, a trailer. So I just made a trailer sound good. If you stay tuned for this trailer from our podcast network, the Pleasure Podcast Network. We love the Pleasure Podcast Network so much. Oh my God. So good. So good. And ears inside my ears. Oh yeah. And if you want something else inside your ears and stay tuned for this very brief trailer of the American sex podcast with Sonny, Megatron. She was on our show, what episode,
1: April? Episode 246. It was about kink. It was really hot. She was also at a Showtime show
0: there for a little while. Yes, she was. So here. (laughs) All right. Anyways, stay tuned. And thank you, Misha. We love you so much. And thank you both. Yes, you're awesome. And here's that trailer, everyone. Hey, I'm Sunny Megatron from American
2: Sex, a podcast about life, liberty, and the pursuit of f**k. Ooh, that's kind of a trashy first impression, isn't it? I'm so sorry. Okay. On American Sex, Ken Melvoinberg and I explore our guests' deepest, darkest sexual secrets, hang-ups, fantasies, and victories. Each episode reminds us that in this fine country of ours, no matter our differences, we all want and deserve the same thing. Freedom and happiness. And f- find American Sex on iTunes, Stitcher, and most podcast services
0: or at AmericanSexPodcast.com. Want to learn more? Go to ShamelessSex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code ShamelessSex at PurePleasureShop.com.